0: Welcome to Talk FX, a podcast dedicated to encouraging the lives of those affected by Fragile X Syndrome. We have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges our neurodiverse peers face today. Our desire is to also share this platform with other families and experts to inform and encourage others in the neurodiverse community. We promise to keep it honest and real with you as well. And with that, here's this week's episode. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back for another episode of Talk FX. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, this month is Disability Employment Awareness Month. Uh, this is a topic I'm so passionate about and I know that I have shared um, uh, about employment in previous episodes as uh, it pertains to our neurodiverse peers. Um, and, you know, this is my career. So, of course, I, you know, tend to talk about it pretty often, but, um, I'm really excited to just, um, share the importance about, uh, spreading the word, um, about this particular, uh, month, of, as Disability Employment Awareness Month. So, um, first, let's just jump into the importance of this month. So, first and foremost, um, This is an important month to be aware of because, uh, our neurodiverse peers deserve the same opportunities as anyone else. And I really feel like that is so much of what this month is about is just helping our society and communities, uh, understand, uh, that, that our neurodiverse peers, Um, can and do deserve the same uh, opportunities as any of us. And also, it's an opportunity to emphasize the importance of inclusion in the workplace for our neurodiverse peers because it's an opportunity for them to be a self-advocate. It's also an opportunity to create more understanding and awareness of the many developmental delays out there and how they can be supported. Um, Obviously, it's not just fragile X or autism out there. There's other intellectual delays um, as well that everyone should be aware of. And um, it for the individual themselves, uh, I think it's an opportunity for them to grow in their social, behavioral, uh, and communicative skills through, you know, coworker or customer interactions. Um, which you don't get really get unless you have a job, right? And so, um, I also kind of think that it's important to recognize um, the other aspect of this month, and that is um the transition from high school to competitive integrated employment. Um I feel like this is one of the biggest, transitions for our neurodiverse peers. Um, it's affecting their routine and it's infecting, affecting their environment. Um, both of those things change when they transition out of high school and into adulthood, AKA competitive, uh, employment. And, um, I think that employment for our neurodiverse peers is also an opportunity to experience um, what a job entails because it's um, more than likely that um, our neurodiverse peers who are just coming out of high school, uh, they typically don't have um, much Job experience, unless they, of course, participated in volunteer opportunities through maybe their school district program, which I'm going to talk about in a moment, um, or maybe just a volunteer opportunities that you, as you, a parent, had them be involved in, which is also great. Um, you know, there's several different factors uh, that go into that. But for those that, you know, are um, ending high school without much, uh, employment experience, then, you know, they are going to be learning how to follow a schedule, how to clock in and out of uh, a job, how to problem solve with or without supports, and also just having an income in general. Um, Those are lots of things that uh, our neurodiverse peers haven't experienced, uh, yet, uh, a good amount of the time. And then there are, you know, others that, again, like I said, through their school program or something, they have had the opportunity to, um, become familiar with those, uh, um, aspects of employment. And so, um, I just want to talk for a moment, uh, more about the transition from high school to competitive integrated employment. Um, as I've shared before, I am a, uh, employment consultant slash, um, more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <laughs> as a more probably well-known term, uh, to the community, um, I am a CRP, so that is a community rehab provider. Uh, I support our neurodiverse students um, in our local school district uh, in their transition from high school to uh, employment, and I'm specifically involved in a program um, that's offered in our uh, district. and I think that there's other forms of this program as well, um, maybe in other states or in other counties locally. but um, for the program that I uh, serve, um, the students um, in the school district, they spend their last uh, one to two years of high school um, participating in internships within, um, our local hospital. And that's basically the extent of their, uh, school year. They don't really like go to, uh, like a normal, you know, class time type of thing. The expectations kind of change, which, um, is really interesting for them for sure. Um, so I'm currently working with a group of, uh, students involved in this, um, uh, program for uh, their last one to two years of high school. so basically they um, uh, have a you know I work closely with with their educator and um we uh, work to get them uh, excuse me we work to get them uh, all set up in a uh, three internships for the school year so they um, participate in one for a few months, and then they transition to a second one for a few months, and then they transition to their last one for a few months before the end of the school year. Um, and the idea of these internships, uh, that they participate in, uh, five days a week, like a normal, uh, school schedule is, um, it's an opportunity for them to learn, uh, job skills, social skills, communication skills. behavioral skills, of course, um, hands-on skills, pretty much all of the things that you learn in a, uh, paid job or even a volunteer setting too, uh, which is what this is. So, um, basically the, uh, educator, you know, helps get them established in, in the internship that they want to, uh, be a part of, uh, of course with guidance in the decision-making process, um, They also become official badged volunteers at this, uh, local hospital, which is really cool. And, um, I'm just going to jump in real quick to some, some of the internship opportunities. So we have, um, one student who is currently participating in what is called the sterile processing department. So this, um, this student basically uh, it has the opportunity to learn how to uh, retrieve um, used uh, surgical tools from the various departments of the hospital. And they basically bring them down on a covered uh, cart so that they don't uh contaminate anything as they are being brought down uh to the sterile processing department and then they hand them over to the employees to get uh uh processed and sanitized and cleaned and ready to be used again um for the next uh surgery or whatever is going on in the hospital. Um they also, you know, check uh go up to check each day various departments of the hospital. They also deliver um uh, surgical tools to the various departments that need them. Um, and they learn how to, uh, wear the proper, uh, PPE. So that's your scrubs, um, hairnet, uh, shoe covers, gloves, um, all that stuff. And they learn where they need to wear it, when it's, where it's okay not to wear it. Um, and so many other things. So it's an opportunity for them to learn about, um, cross-contamination protocols. It's an opportunity for them to, um, follow those protocols and learn, uh, about the safety involved. It's an opportunity for them to work on their social and communication skills. Um, and I just think that it's a very respectable opportunity for them that, um, has has for sure in the past um really impressed uh employers that I go and and support them in um interviewing with uh and that's the whole the whole purpose um there's another internship that um Uh, students have the opportunity to participate in, and that is the endoscopy department. So uh, what this uh, student does is they sanitize and clean uh, beds after they've been uh, used, and then they dress the beds with new um, sheets and a pillowcase and uh, blanket and et cetera. They also learn how to maneuver the beds, how to uh, put the brake on and how to suspend the brake. Uh, they also learn uh, wheelchair safety etiquette. So they actually uh, get to take patients uh, after their procedure, they get to take patients uh, down to the lobby to be uh, picked up by uh, you know whoever is picking them up, and so there's a lot involved in that too of following, um, the wheelchair safety protocols of, of, you know, always having a hand on the wheelchair, knowing where the brakes are, um, and communicating with the patient that they can get out of the wheelchair, wheelchair, or that they need to sit down in the wheelchair and also having a casual conversation with them while they're being transported and an, which is an opportunity for, uh, socialization. Um, it's a very, uh, amazing opportunity. And, um, there's several other, uh, internships as well that offer, um, them to, uh, the opportunity to, uh, grow in their social skills, communication skills, you know, uh, behavioral hands-on skills as well. Um, it's just the whole, um, The whole reason that this program was created in the first place is to offer uh, our neurodiverse peers the opportunity to build on their job skills in preparation for obtaining um, a paid job. And uh, it is such an amazing partnership with the school district, with the hospital, and with uh, the company that I work for as a as their representative as the CRP. Um, and I have just had the absolute pleasure of watching um, this hospital that um, these students participate at each year, um, just watching the, um, uh, inclusion in the workplace happen. You know, um, it has been so cool just to watch the staff and how they just welcome, uh, the students, uh, each year and how, uh, grateful they are for them as well and all their hard work. Uh, it is just so endearing to see and, Um, one of my favorite things is just to look back on each student's progress by the end of the year and how far they've come from where they've started. And that's the most rewarding part as uh, their CRP. And so by the end of the school year, essentially the goal of this program is that each student um, has a paid job lined up or they're already in uh, their paid job. So um, they can actually, uh, leave the program, um, even if they're not, even if the school year's not over, if they have obtained employment. So, which is actually really, really cool. Um, so this, this program as a whole has been so successful that last year was, um, last school year was actually the first year, I was able to place all of our uh, students in paid jobs by the end of the school year. And that was just so, so cool. Um, and, you know, the goal is to um, place these students in long-term employment. Um, jobs that are respectable entry-level or higher jobs. Um, we support them as they are working uh, in their internships. Um, they also do have class, a little bit of class time each day where they, where I support them in, um, resume building, application building, how to ask for, um, uh, references, um, helping them through interviews, um, and then job, accepting a job offer, how to do that, um, onboarding into a job, uh, training, and then, uh, lastly is stabilization in that job. Um, those are basically the steps that I as the CRP take, um, in successfully placing each, uh, student into a, from their, uh, internship to a paid job. Um, and it is really a a rewarding experience and it's just, um, a reminder really of how important uh, inclusion is in the workplace because I watch firsthand how our neurodiverse peers are such hard workers and how they want to work and how they uh, just thrive on that uh, schedule or task list. Um, You know, so many um, uh, students that I've worked with, are so task oriented, which I'm sure so many of you uh could probably say, oh yeah, my son's so task oriented or my daughter's so task oriented. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um that's something that um is such an amazing skill set uh for our neurodiverse peers to have because they are able to um exercise that skill set in a job and um also of course learn other vocational um skills along the way. But, um, one of the, uh, other things I wanted to talk about, um, is how much work we have to do in, um, society in our community as a whole. Um, I really think that it's important to, um, be an advocate for our neurodiverse peers in helping, employers to understand the benefits of hiring someone with, um, you know, developmental delays. Um, And there's so many benefits. One, of course, is just having an inclusive, um, uh, you know, employment team. Um, I think that there's so much to be said about that. And uh, also, it's an opportunity for other uh individuals that may not know how to interact with someone with that's uh neurodiverse, uh it helps them to open their eyes to uh that type of you know inclusion. And so, you know, I cannot tell you how many employers I've worked with that this is <laughs> this is one of my biggest pet peeves, and I'm gonna try and not um get too into it because I don't want to come off. Uh, negative or, you know, anything like that because my experience with employers has mostly been positive, which I'm so, so grateful for. Um, but one of my biggest pet peeves as a CRP is when um, either when I'm working to get a student or, well, a client a job or whether they already have the job um, is getting the employer when they Have something to ask or uh, when they, you know, whatever it is, getting the employer to look at uh, their employee instead of me, you know, their job coach, um, getting them to look at their employee and ask them the question or ask whatever they need of from them giving them the opportunity to have a social interaction with you is um, something that uh, I see all the time. Um, employers, whenever they have a question regarding one of my clients, when I'm uh, there supporting them in their job is uh, they tend to look at me and ask me the question. And what I like to do is, uh, tell them, you know, you can feel free to ask, you know, so-and-so that question. And if they do need help, uh, answering it, then I'll be happy to help. But, um, go ahead and just ask them or, you know, something along those lines, because that right there is, um, what, it means to create inclusion in the workplace um is just helping employers to understand uh how to interact with our neurodiverse peers because not everyone has experience in that particular area um some I- individuals i've seen are a little bit more reserved or they are concerned about how they'll react to you know their constructive uh criticism or um whatever it might be um, I am a firm believer that, um, we as, you know, whether we're, you're a CRP, whether you're a parent, whether you're an educator, um, or a therapist or, or what have you, um, we should always be offering the opportunity for our neurodiverse peers to have that, uh, social interaction, to have that opportunity, to have a, uh, conversation, with uh whether it's their boss or their coworker or a customer or whatever in regards to uh, a job they should have that opportunity to um, experience that and um, that's something that I also work really hard on once I uh, gain my my clients jobs is helping to navigate um, that employer and their and their uh employees, helping them navigate how to interact with my client if they have never hired someone that is neurodiverse before, um, which has certainly happened. Um, I've also experienced employers, uh, that are hesitant to hire an individual with, uh, that's neurodiverse because of, uh, uh not so good prior experiences of doing that um i always like to just shut that uh uh out right away because um especially if it's not with our uh company i just don't i just don't like to really address it um i just like to talk about what's happening now not what happened in the past um because when you dig that up with a uh employer it can often present, you know, honestly, um, as harsh as it might sound, (laughs) it can present excuses as to, you know, why they don't need to hire, um, you know, an individual that's neurodiverse. And unfortunately we do live in a world where that happens. And, um, I just try to not even really, uh, talk about it. Obviously if it's like, um, one of my client situations that's different, but, um, it just rarely ever happens. So, um, I just, again, want to emphasize that, um, our neurodiverse peers deserve the same opportunities as anyone else. And, uh, that's what I, uh, go into my job, uh, with the mindset of. Um, and I think that, uh, as it regards to, Um, (coughs) going back to, uh, the transition from high school to, uh, competitive employment, I know that not all school districts or states, um, you know, offer a program like what I just, uh, talked about, but, you know, I think that, um, it's important to advocate for it. Um, if you don't have a program like this in your area, find out why not. Um, because this is such an impactful program that I have seen so much success in. Um, the uh, employment rate of individuals that are not diverse in our area is just constantly going up, and it's so encouraging, and um, yeah, I I just appreciate all of you uh listening to this episode. It's a really um one that's near and dear to my heart and uh, I just uh you know, I've I do this uh podcast for so many reasons and I'm and I'm just so grateful to be able to have this platform to uh share on and also not to mention, you know, that um, I'm so motivated by the fact that one day I truly uh uh want to be a part of creating um, a difference in the employment world for, you know, when my cousin who has fragile X syndrome, when he goes one day to find a job, um, that it won't be a challenge for him and that, uh, there will be plenty of opportunities for him. That's what I fight for each day because, like I said, um, I think earlier, uh, I see it as a huge success every time, um, one of my clients or one of my co-workers' clients or, you know, just anyone in the community with a neurodiversity, um, when they get employed, I see that as such a win because that's one step closer to more inclusion in the workplace. That's how I see it. And the sooner we can start Um, preparing our neurodiverse peers in high school before they graduate and helping them prepare for that transition, the better, um, that transition will be. And so, um, I encourage you to find those resources in your area. I know that that is such a challenging thing to do oftentimes, depending on where you live, but I know it's so important. And, um, I'm just so excited to continue to be a part of um, just more uh, employment opportunities for our neurodiverse uh, peers. And so um, I think that that's all I have for you guys so far. Um, I hope that um, I can work out my uh, next episode before the end of the month um, because I am hoping to have a special guest, um, come on, um, who has a neurodiversity and, um, also is employed and just talk about their experience as a, uh, as an employee, um, and how they came about their job and, um, you know, the supports that they have and, uh, things like that. Um, so I hope that you guys will look out for that episode. I'm really excited about it. Hopefully, it'll come together before the end of the month. Um, and if not, I don't care. I'm still going to share it with you guys, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so happy uh, Disability Employment Awareness Month. Uh, go tell your friends, your family, your coworkers. Uh, tell them why uh, hiring individuals with neurodiverse neurodiversities is important. Um, and share this episode with them. I hope that it encourages them. Um, especially you employers out there. I hope it's an encouragement to you um, of uh, just the importance in having an inclusive workplace um, for our neurodiverse peers and just being a part of their success. Um, That's the biggest thing is watching um, those individuals succeed in life is so amazing and just Um, Thank you to those who have employed our uh, neurodiverse peers. It means the world to me and to families listening, um, I'm sure. And just um, even families with younger uh, kiddos with neurodiversities, um, I know that it just gives them hope for sure. So um, thank you for listening and I hope that everyone has a great rest of your week.